What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 196 of the Massive Breakdown Podcast. We have a fantastic episode coming to you tonight. They have finally started releasing some info on Season of the Chosen. That's going to be Season 13. Uh, there is a lot of stuff that they dropped. They've got the landing page up on Bungie.net. They dropped a trailer, which, as is the usual with Bungie, is a super, super dope trailer. Uh, so we're going to be talking about all that for you. We're going to be breaking it down, what we like, what we're excited about, what we're not so excited about. Uh, but first, let's get the introductions out of the way. As always, I'm your host, Mercules, joined tonight by Kit Gutcha. And how are you doing this evening, Kit? I'm uh, doing pretty fantastic, Mercules. Uh, I am uh, I'm liking me this trailer. I'll tell you what, I could watch that over and over again. Um, but that's always the way, right? They, uh, I mean, if I were to hire a company to make a trailer, I would hire Bungie. Honestly, it's like every one of their trailers is like a hit. Like if you just collected their trailers and played them back to back to back, it'd be like just some of the most amazing video game trailers, just trailers in general that I've ever seen. They are they are always like hype levels off the charts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh hype train fully left the station. Uh so it's good. Uh there's a lot to be excited about. There are a few things to be disappointed about. And uh I guess I'm kind of I'm kind of weighing that right now. How about you? Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about the sandbox changes last week, and I said that I wasn't, you know, particularly upset with any of the sandbox changes. Uh, a lot of the information that they've showed us this week um, in terms of stuff we have to look forward to, it, it all looks like good information. Um, my only concern is, is that it just seems like PvP is once again getting left out in the cold. But uh, we can talk about that a little bit more. What I want to make sure is, do we have any housekeeping that we need to get out of the way first? I think we might not, which might be the first time in a long time we haven't had any housekeeping. I know we don't have any additional reviews because we did like seven of them last week, but do we have any Patreon news we got to get to? Well, we need to say a big thank you as ever to our Guardian sponsors, The Shazzle and ZenSoCal. So thank you so much to both of those guardians for their ongoing support. Thank you to all of our patrons for your continued support. We very much appreciate it. Uh, we know these are challenging times for many people around the world, and uh, you know, continuing to show that kind of love for the show, um, I mean, it just it means a ton to us. It really does. Um, on that note, I believe that I think like in the next couple of days, uh, we should be initiating a pretty significant loot drop for our patrons. Uh, so if you have been pledging uh, with us for some time, I think you can. Uh, I think you can expect to see some stuff coming in the mail, uh, depending on where you live. You know, if you're in, if you're in the U.S., probably in the next couple of weeks. If you're outside the U.S., probably soon. Uh, you know, next. We shipping times in in COVID times, even when it's automated and handled by professionals and not me, uh, are are hard to predict. So you know, expect somewhere between six to eight weeks. I think is a safe, reasonably safe bet. Um, so yeah, so that's exciting. Uh, I'm I'm wearing actually the new patron shirt right now. Um, it's uh it's pretty sweet. I'm very very happy with how it turned out. Uh, it's very frosty. And it's very soft and comfy, so I think that's awesome. And I think that is all the patron news we have. That is the fastest we have ever gotten through housekeeping. I don't remember the last time we were able to get through all the housekeeping uh, in sub-five minutes. So luckily for you guys, we're going to hop right into talking about it. So 
Obviously, uh, they released a new trailer. They confirmed that the enemy for this uh, season, as many people suspected as Keitel, who is Callus's daughter, uh, she has basically assumed control of the of the cabal and uh, and approaches us with with an offer to form. She she phrases it as an alliance. It's not really an alliance. It's uh, she wants us to bow. And Zavala uh, slaps his nuts on the table and just absolutely says no. He's not having any of that. <laughs> I've seen a great deal of memes laughing at the fact that she thinks that uh, the Guardians, who have slaughtered gods and laid ruin to her entire race for years, uh, would ever bow to her, which is which is quite funny. Because it's like, do you know what we do? Like, do you know who we've beaten before you? Like, you're just a cabal. We've destroyed literal gods. So you are of no consequence to us um so <laughs> that looks like a ton of fun but uh the man the trailer just just lays the groundwork for a story that i'm excited to see play out i do have to give you know i i think Keitel is you know maybe overreaching here i think a genuine alliance might have been fair but i have to give the cabal credit um the, Sh- the Shield Brothers were, were all set to literally just blow up the Dreadnought. They weren't even going to fight orcs. They were just like, fuck this ship. Uh, and uh, so, I mean, the, the, the Cabal have some stones. And they are more than capable of standing up to some pretty some pretty nasty enemies, as they have demonstrated. Callus uh, himself was a serious contender. So Yeah, and, and they did. And, you know, Gaul took the light from the traveler right yeah like they've they've been moderately successful as far as destiny bad guys go arguably uh as much as i feel like the hive like are the most like nemesis like enemies i think the cabal might actually be the most successful of our enemies yeah the fallen have never really been successful at anything except for they got siva for a short period of time the vex i think really are like not even paying that much attention to us like i feel every time we encounter the vex i feel like it's like a distraction for them yeah, on their way to utter universal domination, we're just like we're we're like an ant pile to them, and they have to like scatter us a little bit, and they get annoyed by us when we like start attacking them. But they're they're focused on something much much larger than us. Yeah, yeah. So the cabal, I feel like, are like the closest to to true rivals that we have. So I, I have to give them some credit. Um, that said, let's kill some cabal. I'm ready. I'm looking forward to wearing uh, Keitel's armor. I would like her tusks on my hunter, my hunter's face. Uh, that would be, you know, there are some other guardians out there who just want Keitel in general. There's like an obsession with <laughs> nine foot tall uh, women right now going around. So I think Keitel's got that covered. But a lot of a lot of guardians trying to wear. Uh, how does it go? Trying to wear her ass like a hat. Yeah, yeah, but in in a sexual way, in a purely yes. purely sexual way. Um, so they do point out that we're going to get, I guess, a new social area, uh, called the helm. Um, and and they, and they tell us that we get the hammer of proving and there's a war table and I'm not really sure what, what else it has besides some really nice hardwood floors based on the images they've shown us. So, uh, it's expert craftsmanship throughout as is befitting, uh, God slayers. Um, so what we have in, I, I found some of this information in a help article on uh, Bungie.net. So uh, what, I, what I was able to find out is that to prove our strength in the eyes of the Cabal Empress, we will need to challenge Keitel's warriors in the new Battlegrounds activities across the system. 
We use the Hammer of Proving to forge and socket Challenger medallions out of pillaged Cabal gold for the right to take on Keitel's fiercest commanders in ritual combat. The war table is that, you know, it's the table at, at the helm, uh, where we will go to upgrade our Hammer of Proving through three tiers of pursuits, which should be very familiar to us by now. I think this has become their new go-to uh, in terms of uh, how to unlock stuff for seasonal rewards. That will unlock Hammer upgrades, new Proving runes, gear drops, and more. Um, so we've got Cabal Gold will be our new seasonal currency. Um, we'll need these medallions to upgrade this hammer, and the battlegrounds, uh, I mean, to me, they look like they're going to be, it's a three-player matchmade activity. It seems like it's going to be some kind of a small-scale arena-type battle that we engage in that gets tougher over the course of the season, one assumes, or as we level up. I don't have any reason to suspect this at all, but for some reason, I think battlegrounds is going to be I'm getting the feeling that Battlegrounds is maybe actually going to be a pretty fun activity. I don't know why, because I don't think they've shown a ton in the trailer so far. And I'm just looking at the page here and it doesn't show a ton. Maybe it's just because I feel like the Cabal are a relatively, you know, underutilized enemy. Um, I feel like we fight, you know, the Hive a lot is basically what it is. And I feel like we fight the Vex a decent amount. And I just don't feel like we've had an expansion focused around the Cabal since Vanilla D2, basically. Um so maybe it's that, but like for some reason, so there's there's going to be four battlegrounds. Is that correct? When you look down at the uh, when you look down at the map for this year uh, or for this season, it's Behemoth and Hailstone battlegrounds, right. and then the uh, Cleansing battleground, and then the Oracle battleground. And they all look from the pictures that they're showing, they all look very very different um, scenery wise. And so for some reason, to me, it just you know. I don't know why I feel this way. I don't think it's going to be like a sundial or menagerie level thing, but I think it's going to be a lot better than. Oh God, I'm completely blanking on the one that we had with Shadow Keep that was just like Vex coming out of the portals and was super super boring and served like no purpose. Oh at all. yeah, I really didn't play very much of that one. Uh, I can't remember what it's called either. Or now. even Altars Altars of Sorrow. Okay, so so what have we had so far? We had Altars of Sorrow. We had the Vex coming out of portals one that was really boring. Um, the one for this season is the Empire Hunts, which is pretty boring as well. Like, like for some reason, just the way they're hyping it up, like, I don't remember them hyping Empire Hunts, like, at all, right? Yeah. They basically were just like, and this is the seasonal activity that you get to do. The way they're making Battlegrounds, like, a focus of some of the media that's coming out makes me think that it's probably a little bit more involved than Empire Hunts were, which is good. Or the, but the, the Wrath but, Hunts. Yeah, but the way they're not, like, bragging about it makes me think it's not going to be, like, as good as the Sundial. Um, I was definitely sort of picturing this as maybe like a, a new take drawing inspiration from the sundial. Um, I mean, we'll see how it shapes up over the course of the season for sure. Um, I'm very much hoping that it starts out maybe, uh, kind of low key. And, uh, then as we level up or, or upgrade our hammer of proving and, and unlock more stuff that it gets more and more intense over time. So I'd really like to see the activity evolve uh, and not just be sort of a static kind of same old over the you know next three months. Yeah, uh, I hope I hope so as well. Um, 
But I mean, at this point, really, like anything that's even slightly involved is better than some of the stuff that we've gotten <laughs> in the past. So, you that's know, true. Um, I look forward to it. Then it, this is this is going to be quite a season for PVE players, it seems. Uh, we don't have a raid, but we do have two old strikes that are coming back. We have Devil's Lair and Fallen Saber. Uh, and then they're actually providing us with a new strike called Proving Grounds, which when I see the image of the giant land tank, it immediately reminds me <laughs> of the strike from D1. Uh, he he commands the the siege dancers from an imperial land tank outside of Rubicon, right? You know, so much fun. Whether we wanted it or not, we stepped into the war. So that's immediately what I think of when I see the land tank. But uh, but this one, they, they say it's an entirely new strike, and from the gameplay that we've seen, it looks like it's a new strike too. I, I think arguably Valist Ark is the best known cabal to Destiny Two players that was never in Destiny Two. Yeah, I know. Just because people know the the Zavala strike intro from that strike it's fantastic it's been memed to the ends of the earth whether we wanted it or not is probably the most known so we all thought it was going to be that uh was is it that that wizards from the moon was what we thought it was going to be at the beginning when dinklage was our ghost dinklebot was the ghost but then whether we wanted it or not has just taken on a life of its own whether we wanted it or not it it just keeps coming back um so I, I'm actually really excited. Uh, I kind of hope that it does have some echoes of, uh, of Valistark's uh, home base because, honestly, I really enjoyed that strike. There, were, like, there was a lot of variety that went on there. Um, I really enjoyed Fallen Saber as a strike. I'm very much looking forward to, uh, to kicking that soccer ball around again. Um, and, I mean, Devil's Lair was especially on higher difficulty levels was was pretty intense people so. people who didn't play d1 don't remember how brutal the strikes were uh, I mean, Stark were... was also for a period of time referred to as rockets mcdickface because <laughs> the nightfall with solar burn was actually impossible to beat if you didn't choose it because he was the most bullet spongy boss ever now thankfully at that time we had icebreaker <laughs> So you could basically oh, just sit breaker. in a corner where his rockets couldn't hit you and just icebreaker him to death or like get up in the ceiling and icebreaker him to death. But there is a period of time where like nightfalls were legitimately some of the hardest content we had in the game and they were brutally difficult and not difficult like the way grandmasters are difficult necessarily where it's like you have to build into stuff. It was like everything one shot you and everything had insane amounts of health. It yeah. was just like flat out difficult. And Rockets McDickface, the Lost Ark, was one of the most difficult ones out there. Um, so I I knew every inch of of that final room and all of the places where I could not be hit with rockets. And like how to like jump properly when I was trying to to go res somebody who had gotten themselves killed in order to cheese the rockets up into the ceiling or into a pillar like i knew i knew every inch of it it required a level of mastery that was different right and like you back had then, to. like there was only the one nightfall like there weren't levels of nightfalls it was nightfall there was no matchmaking for any of it you either did it by yourself or you didn't do it you know or you got a team but like I used to, uh, I would take Icebreaker and I would basically cheese Nightfalls all the way up until I had the final boss, like almost ready to die. And then I would go on LFG and I would invite two people in who were under leveled and then I would kill the boss so that they could get the rewards. Like that was nice. one of the things that like I enjoyed doing in like super early 
D1. That feels like a lifetime ago at this point. Good guy, Mercules. Yeah. That was he does exist. That. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So moving on from that, they actually, one of the things that's also nice to talk about Champion's Armory, uh, there is a Tex Mechanica exotic quest that is redacted. Everybody is hypothesizing that it's the first curse because we need another exotic hand cannon right now. Right. Right. Yeah, of course. Uh, I really hope it's something new. So do I. Tex Mechanica exotics are always awesome. And I say that as if they were designed by like different people than all the other exotics, but I think it's just the flavor that they lean into for them always, always gets me excited. I really wish this is something that they've kind of done away with a little bit in D2, but like in D1, like they leaned into the foundries for a little bit, like Omelon, Nadir, uh, Dido, Tex Mechanica, like there were all these really cool, really super distinct foundries. And there was a lot of flavor text and stuff that like leaned into it too. And D2, they, the foundry still exists, like the weapon variety still exists, but like they don't ever really talk about it at all. So I do hope that this is something new. Please don't let it be the first curse. Like we have so many exotic ant cans. We really don't need more exotic ant cans. It's true. We really don't. Um, but yeah, that's, that's very exciting. Uh, I also have to note, of course, new stasis aspect quests begin. The new stasis aspects are coming. That is very exciting. Yeah. Is it going to be good enough to convince people to uh, to not use Shatter Dive as a hunter? Or, I mean, I mean, think about, you know, what you've got to do right now with, like, you know, with aspects. Like, it, you might actually have to give something up. Like, that would be crazy. For, imagine Titans having to give up their extra ridiculous slide. I can't see that happening. But... But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe Titans will get a new aspect that lets them have a midair dodge. You know, all this is going to do is either... I feel like it has to be better than what at least one of what we already have because, you know, I feel like it has to be. Because otherwise, like, <laughs> you know, nobody's going to want to use it. But all this is going to do, if it is better, all this is going to do is further drive a wedge in between the light subclasses that are weak and the stasis subclasses that are like... It's like the meme of that uh, lady holding a kid up in the water, and then there's like another kid drowning next to it. And then there's like the second part of the meme is like a skeleton underwater chained to a chair. And like the light <laughs> subclasses, you know, that are bad are the ones that are chained to the chair. And then like Top Tree Dawn and stuff for the kid that's drowning. And then Bungie's just like holding the stasis subclasses up. Like another aspect for you. Um, It's definitely, it's definitely. Like, end of summer, I think we have to see some major light subclass revamps coming. Otherwise, I, I don't know. They're just going to keep falling behind. Yeah, so and there, is, there is one also. Um, oh, geez. There is a new exotic coming. Tiku? Tiku? Tisu? Tiku, I think it is. Tiku's Divination, which is an exotic bow, uh, which charges multiple solar arrows that can track several targets at once. What it reminds me of, and I was talking to you about uh, the gun that was in, um, that was in Titanfall, but what this actually reminds me of is the Mandalorian with his uh, little multiple charging rockets on his wrist. Oh, my oh God. yeah. Uh, uh, what, are they, what are those things called? Sp sparrows? It's some type of bird, isn't it? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Jesus. How, how am I not remembering this right now? I feel like I should 100%. The whistling... Whistling birds? Is it just whistling birds? <laughs> I'm trying not to look it up. I'm gonna look it up because I have to know. You should, you should just talk for a period of seconds. 
It it is whistling birds. It is it's, whistling birds. Yeah. So it's I knew just it was some type birds. of. I knew it was some type of bird. Okay. Well, <laughs> it, that's what it reminds me of, right? So uh, obviously, I'm thinking that it probably does very low damage to guardians because if it could track multiple targets and do like 150 per headshot to each one then it would be ridiculously strong so i have a feeling that it does very low damage but that's a really neat idea i like that a lot yeah i think it's a cool design um they're kind of taking something that they've done before with a bow and uh giving a different twist on it which is always uh nice i'm definitely curious to see how it functions against guardians to see, you know, is it possible to lock all three arrows onto a single target, or are they always going to spread such that it's not really going to be reasonable to get more than one or maybe two to hit a Guardian? Um, it did look like uh, somebody in the trailer was able to hit a very large Cabal with all three, but they definitely had spread in that shot. So to me, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, maybe, maybe they spread and then they track, and so maybe with enough distance, they could hit somebody all at once. I don't know. We'll have to see how it works. Yeah. And then in addition to that, uh, they also point out that they're bringing 25 weapons into the loot pool. Um, some of them are new. Some of them are reissued. Uh, we've obviously got uh, three weapons that are going to be in the Vanguard Strikes playlist. They're bringing back the Swarm, which is a machine gun. Uh, Palindrome, which is a hand cannon. It's going to be a 140 hand cannon, I'm almost entirely sure and uh, shadow price which is an auto rifle um that's pretty nice you know they're going to add some weapons to the crucible and gambit pools as well uh they also end up somewhat amazing turn of events and this is just from the 12 uh they are giving new rewards to to trials of osiris um the, it, the messenger it looks like a brand new hand cannon a sword which the sword is just peak irony considering how much how many yeah. issues there are with sword being right now in Trials of Osiris, but it looks dope. Um, it's 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 three peak irony right there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a good one. I'm sad I didn't think of that. That was that's pretty <laughs> clever. They even they even got a new a completely new armor set for Trials, which is actually a pretty badass, like terrifying looking armor set. Yeah, I think that might arguably be one of the best looking Trials armor sets I've ever seen. Um. Like, I, I kind of want to play Trials just because that armor looks so freaking cool. And also because some of my armor is going to be sunset soon, and I'm real sad about it. Yeah, and then they've actually got new uh, new aesthetic rewards, too. They've got a new ghost shell, a new sparrow, and a new ship. And the ship is gorgeous. Like, incredibly, incredibly cool-looking ship really love that uh the 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 chances increase so the ship and sparrow drop chances increase every time you go flawless uh the ghost shell drop chances increase as you win matches and then it increases again when you hit the three five seven win and flawless milestones each week uh i i've got to say that it's not as good as a trials revamp it's not even close and trials is still going to need help but at least we're getting new rewards for trials like that's that's better than nothing my problem is that that's pretty much the only thing they did for pvp at least that they've shown us so far yeah um i mean i, I want to say i cannot take my eyes off that sparrow i think it i think it really looks phenomenal um but anyway uh it is disappointing that this is that's the end of the pvp updates right there's no new map there's no no talking game types there's no hey we're listening we're gonna make some changes 
there's uh, no it's it's really not it's there's a couple more weapons to chase at the end of matches from normal pvp there's no changes to competitive there's no changes to quick play there's no new game modes there's i mean like you said no new maps i mean there's really just nothing i mean it's even gotten to the point like you know how much of a pvp player i am and like I'm playing more PvE than I am PvP right now. And it's not because I don't like PvP, it's because I am starting to feel like there's legitimately no point. Like I, I'm I'm actually starting to feel like that there's a possibility that Bungie just kind of tapers off support for PvP. Like it, it's not just that we're not getting anything, it's also that there's just radio silence about like, hey, we understand we're gonna do a PvP focus season this summer, right? like a ton of new maps and and we're going to revitalize everything uh, there's just nothing literally yeah. nothing at all and it's hard like it's hard as a pvp player to watch some really obvious issues go unattended for now at this point since shadow keep so it's it's going to it's going to be what like 18 months more since we've had any significant change to pvp at all quite a long time quite a long time to just let it sit um, you know, a big part of what keeps it fresh is not just the sandbox changes, but, but the other changes that they make, the game types, the game modes, maps, um, and it's definitely, it's definitely feeling less fresh. And more concerning is that they haven't said anything about crossplay and whether or not it's going to be mandatory or optional. And I'm starting to get pretty nervous about that too, because if they force crossplay and I have to end up playing cheaters on Xbox, like... That that would be very, very, very upsetting because I specifically play on Xbox because I don't want to deal with the people who are in the ecosystem on PC. Like yeah. that is that is my haven. Um, and and again, we haven't heard anything about that either. And I'm starting to get concerned in that in that place too. Like it's it's really starting to look like you know, and that that won't matter for PVE really. But it's really starting to look like just decision after decision shows a, a a lack of any type of motivation to improve the situation for PvP players at all. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's definitely a bummer. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. I really hope that, uh, if nothing else, a few weeks into the season, we start to hear some positive news about PvP changes. Um, you know, we can reasonably expect a... Uh, a major release at the end of the summer that's several months away uh they usually a pretty long taper for some of those hype trains they usually talk about big changes they're going to make pretty far in advance i think so i'm i'm hopeful that uh maybe they're just focused on this season right now and that we'll get some more information about pvp like i said in in maybe a few weeks here after this season is kicked off maybe uh, I will say that they are talking about Guardian Games coming back, and I'm not going to get my hopes up. I won't do it, but the Guardian Games armor looks very suspiciously like Sparrow Racing League armor. And and I can't do it. I can't even say it without getting my hopes up because I love Sparrow Racing League so much, but it looks very suspiciously like racing armor, doesn't it? It's kind of It's kind of got that look to it. I'm not going to lie. My spire is forming right now. Just hearing, just hearing S R L. You know that that's the type of PvP that I like. 
right? In my like, head, I, you know, I, I can, I can, I can get on board with them bringing spare racing league back. But the funny thing is, it's like with how little their effort they're putting into everything else PvP, I can't imagine that they would go through the effort to rebuild SRL. But good lord, like. Honest to goodness, if they just made SRL a full-time game mode, I would play a lot of SRL. Just all the time. It, it was a great game in and of itself. Like, I, I played the shit out of a game called Hydro Thunder, which was like an arcade uh, boat racing game that they remade for Xbox 360. And I actually have it on my Xbox One, too, and I still play it. At one point in time, I was top 50 in the world on one of the maps, which is pretty impressive. <laughs> Right, and this is out of like five hundred thousand people, so you know I, I did pretty well for myself. Congratulations! Um, but but Sparrow Racing League was like every bit as fun as that game, and that game was a full game. The only difference yeah. was that game had you know eight maps, and I think Sparrow Racing League at most only had four. Right? I think I think it had four maps and a forklift. Yeah, and a forklift, a damn forklift. But I'm just saying, this armor looks very much like SRL armor. But like I said. It's- it's real pretty, I gotta admit. It's really pretty. And it... Damn it. It does look like SRL armor. Now now I'm gonna, like, be obsessed. Okay. Well done. We need to move on. So, in a in an out-of-left-field change, the Aeon Exotics are actually getting a buff uh, in a change to make them a little bit more useful. This is, like... This has been something people have been asking about since these were introduced way back when and everybody was like oh these are the most underwhelming exotics ever like everybody joked about them um they're getting a a pretty significant redo um and and reading over these things i kind of have this weird feeling that like one of these things is not like the other like i feel like sect of force and sect of insight are both pretty strong and then sect of vigor just like completely sucks maybe or maybe i'm i I I think I think sect of vigor is what you run when you're the when you're the carry on uh, on trials. I think that's what it's for. It's like you're you're carrying and, and then you're just the only one wearing an hand yeah. cult exotic. So yeah. So here's the thing: is let's talk about sect of force. Uh, so basically, I should have said this first. So basically, the way it is is that these are now mods, basically that you can equip to the Aeon armor. So you get the Aeon armor, and it gives you these mods, and you get to choose which one of them that you want. And what it's trying to do is it's trying to motivate each one of you in the fire team to pick one of the mods, right? So Sect of Force uh, says you specialize in punishing powerful combatants before they can harm your allies. And Rapid Precision Hits with a Weapon temporarily increase your reload speed and the weapon swap speed, which is okay, right? It's like having, uh, you know... A rapid hit kind of but in with weapon swap speed instead of stability you know so that that's an okay thing and then the thing is whenever you stun a champion or defeat a boss mini boss your nearby fire team members gain a burst of grenade and melee energy uh anyone who's wearing an aeon cold exotic who does not have sector force equipped also gets a burst of super energy right that's a that's a pretty fair exotic i mean i can't imagine i'm really going to be choosing that and unless unless the burst of grenade and melee energy and the burst of super energy are like pretty substantial, um, which we'll have to see in in-game testing, in which case maybe I would. But the problem is, is that obviously I don't think that that's going to trigger in PvP, right? Which is like what I'm trying to think, like, could I yeah. use this in trials? Well, you know, stun a champion, defeat a boss, mini boss. I don't know that it's going to include guardians in that. It pretty explicitly does not say guardians. And so I think that it probably won't, which means that the only reason I'd use it in PvP is rapid precision hits give me faster reload speed which I can do with, you know, 
rapid hit, and I don't need, and I don't need to use an exotic you, for it. You don't need an exotic for that. Oh man. So then we've got Sect of Insight, which is you specialize in empowering your allies and keeping them well supplied. Uh, successive precision weapon takedowns have a chance to drop an orb of power. That's not particularly strong. You can do that with a masterworked weapon. Right? Yeah. And then when you use a finisher on an elite, you generate special ammo for your fire team. When you use a finisher on a boss or mini boss, you generate heavy ammo for your fire team. Nearby Aeon Cold allies who are not using Sect of Insight uh, also get a bonus to weapon damage for a short time. So that one, I feel like the finisher uh, part is pretty strong for PvE, but the normal perk itself is not very great. Um, but, you know, I think this one's interesting. I, I think if you uh, if you were running this and like leaning into like a charged with light build, that it could be pretty good. Because it sounds like it's essentially doubling up what you would be getting from your masterworked weapon, which you're probably running anyway. And so maybe you get two orbs then, one from the exotic, one from the weapon. Gives people extra super, gives people extra charge with light. If you're all running a bunch of charge with light mods, I mean, I, I, I could see how you could really lean hard into that to take advantage of it. Yeah, and the generating special and generating heavy is pretty great that, too. Uh, that that's, that's I think useful. is arguably like even if the base perk was was totally garbage, I think that alone is incredibly useful, especially for nightfalls. Yeah, and the bonus damage for other Aeon Cult people. I mean, I think I think Sect of Insight, from what I've seen so far, is the most intriguing to me. But then we've got Sect of Vigor over here, which is you specialize in keeping your allies in the fight. Uh, you gain class ability energy as your allies die. Uh, yeah. And then when you resurrect <laughs> them, you get a f you get full class ability. And as a hunter, I'm looking at it, I'm like, that's totally useless to me. Like, right. Totally and completely useless to me. I so clearly, I I feel like this is totally targeted at like the classic support warlock, but a titan could I think run it with some success as well. You now you go up, you drop a shield, you res somebody, boom, you know you've got your barricade back. I mean, you use again. But this is the only one to me that also thinks seems like it might work in PvP. Because it's right. when you cast your super, nearby allies gain an instant burst of healing, but Aeon Cult allies who do not have Sect of Vigor equipped gain an overshield. Like I am definitely curious to see uh if that works in PvP, because it could be incredibly abusive if it does. Yeah, I mean of course it's gonna rely on you actually having uh, you know, your super up, which in something like Trials maybe happens once in the entire game, maybe twice, but probably only once in the entire game. Um, but, you know, you could push, pop your super, and then both your allies have overshields at the same time that you have a super, and you basically can just, you know, mop up a team immediately. Um, I, I mean, I, I feel like it could also be really pretty valuable in sixes, or even potentially, potentially in competitive for the same reason, just taking a round. Yeah, but you well, just have to rely on your opponents to give up their exotic to have Aeon, which well. the other two don't do anything at all, right? So, like, <laughs> one of them just, if for PvP, just gives you rapid hit, but a worse rapid hit because it's weapon swap instead of stability, right? And the other one gives you a chance to drop an orb of power on double kill, on critical double kills, which is going to happen very rarely in PvP. So, Sective Insight is for the sniper, right? 
Uh, sector force is for just like that third friend that you need to fill out the team. And sector vigor is for the for the PvP beast that's carrying you. Yeah. Like that's just. I mean, I, I feel like they, I feel like they doubled down on like the weird niche shit that Aeon did. I'm pretty sure we did an episode a while back where we talked about how we would change Aeon and and like what it came down to is like it needs to be way simpler than it is and it needs to have more of an effect for people who aren't using Aeon and a huge effect for people who are because that's the only way you're ever going to convince people an entire fire team to run this stuff right like that's the only way and I I don't know that this has done it I think it's a buff I think they're all better than what they were before but for I sure. still am, I'm still am looking at this and I'm like I mean, maybe if the grenade and melee energy burst and the super energy burst, like maybe if these things are huge and it's like, oh, every time I stun a champion, I get a third of my super back or something like that. Then maybe, yeah, because then I can see using it in like a Grandmaster Nightfall and like maybe this is like the Grandmaster Nightfall meta is like everybody runs Aeon because this shit is just super OP and really challenging content. But like why would you run this in pvp why would you run this in strikes why are you gonna run this in raids probably not i you know i think somebody out there is gonna do a full fire team of uh of aeon colt on uh on a raid and it's and it with rat king of course uh and it's gonna be epic um don't don't underestimate the rat king it's real well, racking itself is fine on its own, but I'm just trying to think of stuff that works better when you have multiple allies. Around yeah. You. So rack king yeah. and Aeon. I mean, yeah, full, full, full rackings, not to be underestimated. Um, and I think, you know, somebody's gonna go out there and just meme the shit out of it. But for most of us, as with so much of this upcoming season, I feel like the jury is still out. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, the trailer hypes me up, but then I step back and I look at it and I'm like, what is there for me? And it's like, well, there's new weapons. Like, that's nice. You know, there's a new strike. That'll be fun. There's a new activity. Hopefully it'll be good. There's new trials rewards. Like, I hate trials, but that's better than nothing. At least I might run it for the new ship or something like that. You know, I've been looking for a ship that was an Estival excursion, to, you know, to brag about for some time. But for me, it's just... I I don't feel like I don't feel like there's a ton that speaks to me as a PvP player. You know, there are some exotic weapons that are getting their catalyst back, which will be nice. You know, Bad Juju, Izanagi's Burden, Sleeper Simulant, Huckleberry, Worldline Zero, Polaris Lance, Telesto, Legend of Acrius, Skyburner Zayoth, all those things are getting their uh, catalyst brought back into the game associated with non-vaulted content, which is nice. You know, um there's gonna be stuff to do, right? It's a new season. But, uh, you know, I just I just want to hear something from Bungie that says, we understand PvP is in a rough spot. Here's our plans. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're doing moving forward. Just give me something to hang on by. Uh, just speaking of, don't sleep on Skyburner's Oath this coming season. Uh, remember, that weapon does extra damage to Cabal and penetrates Phalanx Shields. All those, uh, all those Empress Keitel fans should be very excited right now. Yeah, nobody doesn't like penetrating Cabal shields, as far as it goes. But um, 
you know, Skyburners, I, I always thought that Skyburners was just like an actual, you know, it's a meme gun, but I thought it was a shit weapon because I hated the like change to the firing rate. But then I started using Symmetry and I love the change to the firing rate on Symmetry. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll like Skyburners Oath. Now, nope, still hate Skyburners Oath. <laughs> still just don't like it. You know what I feel like it is? I feel like that even ADS, there is, I don't know if it's projectile speed on the bullets or it feels like sometimes it just like doesn't do damage or sometimes it does like all of the damage all at once right so i i don't know there's just something weird about skyburner's oath but for pvp i really do not like it maybe if i was a warlock and i wanted to do the ac 130 like floating over your head just shooting you thing it'd be different but i do think for pve skyburner's oath might actually be an okay choice this year which is something that we have not said in the last three years yeah i i think this could be its season. It's possible. Um, I really like that gun because it's so dumb, basically, that, like, just, like, I don't know. I just enjoy killing people with guns that are generally regarded as, like, too dumb for anyone to use. Um, there's, there's no feeling like uh, jumping over a Striker Titan and just pounding him with Skyburner's Oath until he dies. It feels real good. Yeah. And actually, we completely forgot to mention this earlier, but there is a new grenade launcher, uh, which is the new pursuit weapon. Yeah. Salvager's Salvo, which somewhat terrifyingly looks very reminiscent of Mountaintop, uh, but with like camo painted onto it and a wood stock. Um, you know, I see now why they buffed grenade launchers, uh, breach action grenade launchers, just a little bit. So people wouldn't look at this and be like, eh, it's not Mountaintop, don't care. So now people will be like, oh, I might actually go for it. I might be able to just uh, ricochet a grenade around a corner and hit somebody, and it will explode now when I do that. Even if you're holding down the trigger. Even if you're holding down the trigger. Well, I think that's pretty much it. I think we've pretty much gone over almost all of the news that they've given to us. I mean, you know, in, in summary, what it comes down to is that there's new stuff. New strikes, new activities, new weapons uh new season right yeah let's not forget uh umbral ingrams coming back new prismatic recaster and uh focusing options so we'll have to see that should be uh should be interesting to see what they bring back with that i'm i'm always excited for new destiny content and this is no different and especially because usually when the new season comes out i do all the pve stuff anyways right that part has not changed but I am concerned that without PvP to fill the the, the downtime, uh, the population suffers for it. And I am not, you know, I'm looking at this stuff and I'm like, oh, cool, this sounds like a good, you know, you look at the roadmap and you're like, this sounds like a good couple weeks worth of content. But these seasons aren't a couple weeks long. These seasons are a few months long. And this whole cycle of play for a couple weeks, leave for a couple months, Every time that cycle happens, more and more players don't come back, right? And what keeps players playing in the downtime is PvP. And if PvP is in a bad place, which it is right now, I am concerned that the the population isn't going to be there to sustain the seasonal content model long term. Yeah, there's always that risk. You know, I think, honestly, I think if the subclasses were a little more balanced pvp would be in a really good place i really feel like at this point that's 
that's sort of the big elephant, I guess, in the room is that subclasses just are just wildly unbalanced. Yeah, I think it's two things. I think the weapon sandbox is pretty good. The subclasses are horrendously unbalanced. Anyone who's not playing as stasis is kind of putting themselves at a disadvantage right now. But uh, I think more than that, there's just like comp still sucks, like has sucked for years, right? So you've got a portion of the player base who who can't really play right there. The playlists are stale as hell for quick play, right? They're just super boring. Been the same things forever. We have no modifications there. And trials, which is supposed to be the pinnacle activity, is just awful. Like, it's just, just awful. So you've got, you know, and then Iron Banner is actually okay. Like, Iron Banner is the only thing that I will say is okay. But the the way we get rewards in Iron Banner is stuck in D2 year two, right? Everything else's reward system has gotten better and grinding for Iron Banner guns still sucks, right? So it's like every, all four parts of D2 PvP are struggling in one way or another. Um, quick play is just flat out stale. D2 comp has always been bad and is still bad. Trials is an abomination. And Iron Banner, the only fun thing, uh, the reward system is a bummer. So it's like, what are you to do, you know? I just play control. Yeah, and that's and that's what I do too. But even that, the population is, you know, population's falling, and and it is a bummer. But yeah, I mean, that's what I do too. When I get on, I just play control. Yeah, I use symmetry. I try to use a meme gun or two, and and have fun and enjoy myself. But you know, this happened the other day. I talked about on a firing range. That cool guy hit me up uh, at night, and him and Cammy were playing on Xbox, and he was like, "You trying to play Trials?" And I like thought about it for a second. And I messaged him back and I was like, nah, man, honestly, like, I'm enjoying myself right now. <laughs> like, I don't want to play Trials. Trials is going to be miserable. Like, it's going to be an awful experience. I have no interest in playing Trials. Like, I'm just going to keep playing Control. And he was like, I totally feel it, man. He's like, I understand how it is. And it's like, how bad of an indicator is that for the current state of PvP that that's what's going on? Yeah, it's not a, not a good sign, unfortunately. Well... You know, you got anything else to add? This is going to be a short episode, which I know that people don't like them, but, you know, it's the tail end of the season. We'll have a lot to talk about when the new guns come out in the beginning of next season. But for right now, we're kind of just hanging on. Just just a week, just a week until new guns drop, and that will be extremely exciting. Um, I guess that's really where I'm at, right? Like, for the moment, like, for PvP, the, the whole situation there is just frustrating, but... Next week, tons of new guns, tons of new content. Uh, I'm excited. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good, uh, you know, month. So. And we did give you guys a Star Wars podcast. We're not calling it the IRL cast anymore. It has been rebranded. My that's no moon idea. Unfortunately, I googled it, and that was already a podcast, a Star Wars podcast, uh, which is a bummer. So, because I was I was really down for that name, but I think the new name. I think we're going to go with is Beneath Twin Suns because I like that name a lot and it's unique. And I Googled it and nobody else has a podcast called Beneath Twin Suns. Uh, somebody suggested Cantina Cast in the Discord, and it turns out that is also a Star Wars podcast. So <laughs> it seems like all of the, you know, very obvious Star Wars podcast names have been taken. Um, so is Rebel Radio, which is another one that I thought of. And I was like, damn, man, like I'm not as creative as I thought. But Beneath Twin Suns has not been taken. And I did some cool like ghetto paint level branding for Beneath Twin Suns too, which I'm pretty pleased with. 
it um, honestly gonna... like that could be the logo for like a like a knockoff third party Star Wars game like retro style that somebody made yeah. like a a retro Star Wars roguelike that somebody made in their their spare yeah, time. It's, it's not too bad, right? So yeah. what I want to do is I want like it's got the silhouette of Luke like walking up the hill and what I really wanted it to be was a silhouette of us like sitting at a table with microphones. Like I thought that'd be pretty cool, but I could not with my limited artistic skills could not figure out how to do that. So yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm really a lot better at editing uh than yeah, I am than, at than actually creating art. Creating so, unique art. So I was honestly surprised it looked as good as it did when I was done. And someone cropped it to where it was just like the horizontal part at the top. And it looks like really good as like a banner. Yeah. But we need to make, I'm pretty sure there's like, you have to have a square version for SoundCloud or whatever that like shows up. But anyway, last shop talk. Uh, I'm excited to talk about some more Star Wars in the very yeah. near future. We got Empire Strikes Back. Honestly, at this point in time, because it's so late in the season for Destiny, I'm like almost more excited for the Star Wars episodes than the, the Destiny stuff. We just don't have a ton to talk about, but the Star Wars stuff, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. Empire Strikes Back. I'm down. I love that movie. <laughs> Like, I look forward um, to talking about it. More Star Wars trivia, more, like, behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, I think I'm going to watch Empire this weekend. I think I'm going to do it. It's been too will. long. I have my seven-year anniversary with my girlfriend this weekend. So Saturday will be, yeah. Watching I'll, Empire. I, I wish. <laughs> no, <laughs> so I did, I did make her watch all the Star Wars movies in release order during the first part of Quarantine. Because she foolishly made a bet with me that we were not going to be quarantined, and she lost that bet, and so she had to watch them. And then I tried to convince her that we needed to watch them a second time in chronological order, and we got to Empire Strikes Back, and she could not make it through Empire Strikes Back. So that is where we have stopped. So I think you are correct that the best way to spend our seven-year anniversary would be to force her to finish Empire Strikes Back. I mean, it's only fair. Um, it's only fair to me, clearly. I mean, I need to watch it. I want to start from the beginning, too. Well, yeah, you know, you don't want her to forget how it's sort. It's we disagree on this, but for me, Empire, I think, is is arguably one of the best Star Wars movies of all time. My favorite of the original trilogy. I agree that it is one of the best. I just think Return of the Jedi is better. Right, and I just think you're wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> we can discuss. We can discuss. We can stay friends. Guys, what um, we're trying to tell you is that we now have a Star Wars podcast. I have yes. to go back and rebrand. So I looked it up. It was seven of the last eight uh, IRL cast episodes were Star Wars. <laughs> the one that wasn't was Star Trek. Well, so, you know, yeah, we'll have to do, we'll have to get back to Star Trek when we run out of Star Wars, I guess. Yeah, and the thing is, like, you know, well, we're doing a monthly, so it's not like we're we're really at risk. What we should do is we should make it a Patreon goal to where if we get to a certain level, we'll do Star Wars podcasts weekly. Oh, my. That, that should be a Patreon goal, because that would be a good time. I'd have to renegotiate my marriage uh, at that yeah. point. Well, um, no, what would happen is that I would have a very unhappy time on Thursday nights when we're having to record podcasts back-to-back, oh. and then I have to edit yeah. at, like, 2 a.m. in the morning. Right, yeah, of course. We'll just record for, for four or five hours straight every thursday that'll that'll work yeah well, <laughs> whatever you know we'll we'll set we'll set a stretch goal on the patreon if they hit it they hit it we'll we'll deal with it then all right um so apparently that is now the plan uh okay we this just got a, a bunch podcast. of rewards right isn't this the way to kick off the rewards for the patreon we just got a bunch of patreon rewards set up 
T-shirts. I don't know what else. Other stuff. Stickers? Apparently, Ooh. stickers, uh, mugs, hoodies. Ooh, do I get... Hoodies for some. Do we get, like, free versions of all this because we're the people who run the Patreon? Like, can I get a mug? Because that'd be pretty nice. You know, I should uh, I should see if I can get us some, some more samples. They sent me a sample T-shirt for free. I know, and you're wearing it, and I got nothing. I'm, yes. I'm just over here freezing to death in my tank top in a 65-degree house. In my defense, I did spend a lot of time uh, designing this image. So That's true. That looks I felt, good. I felt like it I earned it. Good. Yeah. Um, but you deserve a mug for the moral support and the, uh, the occasional criticism. You know, the, all, keep me all from this, going overboard. All this banter back and forth is going to make it very hard for me to edit at the end of the podcast. Back and forth discussion is the most difficult to edit, whereas like long monologues are very easy to edit. So this is going to make... Huh. The last like ten minutes of the of the podcast are gonna take me as much as the entire first part of the podcast combined. So hey, I think I think we need to call it. This this part doesn't need to be edited. Uh, this is just like for people who have just kind of kept listening because they can't reach the the button to skip to the next episode in their queue, and they're just sort of stuck. Or it's like for me, like I'll be at the gym and I'll be listening to a podcast and I'll realize that like twenty minutes has passed and I haven't actually listened to anything they said, but they just like kept talking in the background. So then I have to like rewind it and go back to it, and then another twenty minutes passes, and I'm like, I still didn't listen to anything they said. That's what's happening here. Like they're not actually listening, and then they'll like clue back in at the end and be like, wait, what were they talking about? And then they'll rewind it and they'll realize we talked about nothing. That's that's how my wife uh, watches TV at night. Like we'll watch like we'll watch like some TV downstairs, um, and then we'll we'll go we'll get in bed and we'll watch a, a another episode or two. She doesn't really watch any of those. She just passes out. <laughs> And, like, for some shows, we have to rewatch them, right? And we've stopped doing that. Like, at night, we only watch stuff where we don't have to rewatch it if she falls asleep. Because I literally couldn't stand it. When we watched the same episode for the third time, I was just like, I can't do this. I can't watch <laughs> this again. Like, I already know everything they're going to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Now we're getting all kinds of, all kinds of off-topic. Have a great night, everybody. Or a great day. I don't know where you are in your life right now, but have a great period of time absolutely and and be happy that you guys basically got three podcasts in a single week because our other ones were delayed so mm. you've had two two massive breakdowns and a beneath twin suns episode hey i like it all right, all right guys we'll see you next week bye peace